What is happening, everyone? Welcome to Harmonic Whiskey Tales. Uh, today it is just me. Um, it was supposed to be up on Tuesday, but it's Wednesday, so what are you going to do? Um, busy few days. I'm actually going to have a midweek whiskey as well, because why the devil not? I have just trained, so it's probably a very bad post-workout, but fuck it. It was one of those days. Frustrations abound with work shenanigans, as always, but what are you going to do? such as life um so yeah i was gonna do i can't remember what i said i was gonna do whether it's gonna be tuesday's sporty stuff and thursday's gadgety stuff but we might end up doing a bit of both today who knows and i'll probably do another one i might do one friday rather than so i'll do wednesday friday this week maybe we'll see who fucking knows so there's been some sporty stuff going on that i want to talk about um with a few in a few different sports actually that stuff that's kind of come about in the last few weeks and like some talking points especially in cricket so hopefully you're interested in cricket because i'm going to talk about it for a bit so um actually just have a whiskey first so uh david warner was announced as the alan border medal winner which i don't want to be kind of critical of what he's achieved this year or I guess be too critical of him generally even though he you know got done for cheating a few years back or a year and a half ago whatever it was because I guess you have to allow people to redeem themselves and come back and you know act accordingly and you know blah 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 but it just seems a bit weird that you had Steve Smith who was also in, in you know involved in all this kind of um cheating scandal with the sandpaper and stuff but he's probably outperformed Warner this year and maybe what is more deserving of it I think but at the same time also you've got this new guy Manus or Marcus Labashain who's uh come in he kind of came in to act as cover for sort of Steve Smith really um, to kind of fill that gap while he was off on, serving his ban. And he did a really good job. And then this year, I mean, he's averaging an insane amount of runs. Um, and he's had a massive impact on the Australian team as a whole, I think. Um, and also Tim Payne. You see, I, I feel like how, how he shepherded... Shepherded? Is that a word? Shepherd. Shepherded. Who knows? Anyway, you know what I mean. How he managed the team through the scandal and has taken it to where it is and, you know, got uh, Ashes, well, retained the Ashes, didn't win the Ashes, but retained the Ashes in England, which is a first for a long time. I kind of felt like he was more deserving of it as well and he didn't cheat, <laughs> whereas Warner is pretty much accepted as the guy who instigated this whole cheating thing. Uh, and as well as the fact that, I know Steve Smith got a bigger part of the blame, but he... He had nothing to do with it. If you read into it and know kind of what's going on, he just stepped up because he was captain and just took the blame, basically. Um, even though it was Warner that was the sneaky bastard who kind of instigated the whole thing. So um, so for him to get it, I don't know. It just, it's just a bit of a sour taste in the mouth, I suppose. So, oh yeah, I don't know. But I don't... You can't be too critical, really, because he's, he's come back from being pretty widely shamed in the country and so you've got to respect him for that i suppose but it just seems a bit of a uh, even alan board has come out and said uh um kind of suggested that maybe there's a time for an overhaul of how the votes work 
because, um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think he's been diplomatic and doesn't agree with it, especially as it's a medal given his name. It's just, I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to go too much into it, but I just, you know, congratulations to him. But I think there's maybe more worthy winners that could have had more of an impact and and the Allen Border medal is supposed to be across all formats of the game so 2020 one day in test cricket but um, and obviously Manus, Manus Labuschagne hasn't played uh, much ODI or, or 2020 cricket but he's starting to so I don't, I, don't know. I don't know it's just my opinion but there we go congratulations to him anyway um, uh, in other cricket news I'll get all the cricket stuff out of the way, so you can fast forward 10 minutes and uh, get on to whatever else I'm going to talk about after this. But um, let's just... Uh, there was a a, um, a bushfire relief game that happened in um, uh, on Sunday in Melbourne, and uh, it featured uh, Ricky Ponting and Adam Gilchrist, Brian Lara, Wazzy Macram... Courtney Walsh and like proper legends of the game all are slightly more portly and slower than they were but um, well most of them anyway but then you had Ricky Ponting come out and look as good as ever and then you had Brian Lara come out and just look like he'd never stopped playing it was incredible I mean they 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 scored like they both scored about 30 odd runs off not very many balls like um, I think Lara scored 30 off 11 balls or something like he was just like and then he came off after I think they had a rule where when you get to 30 you just come off and let someone else have a bat pretty much so um, it was a good game it was actually quite entertaining to watch but yeah Ponting and Lara holy shit they still got it fuck me it's so entertaining like you can watch um, I think Cricket Australia on their YouTube page put up some highlights of Lara and Ponting's inning so you can go and check that out if you go onto YouTube and search um, Cricket Australia and then go to their page and it's, it, it'll be up there um, and uh, it's uh, yeah it was really cool to watch and then uh, even um, Sachin Tendulkar came out at the innings break and uh, Elise Perry is it Elise Perry came out and bowled to him just just one over and he uh, despite having a pretty bad shoulder injury he came out and hit a few balls and still looked pretty good as well so it's amazing like once you've got that kind of um just that hand-eye coordination never leaves you even when you get super old like it's um yeah and apparently um Brian Lara before the game uh, Nathan Lyon was excuse me little burp uh, Nathan Lyon was rocking about the ground and so Lara went up to him and asked him to go and have a net with him and bowl at him and they bowled he bowled at him for like 40 minutes and Lara said to him don't hold back I want your I want your best bowl me you know, full speed, no fucking about. And uh and that's what he did. And then yeah, Lion came out of it just going, Yeah, he's still got it. He could he could he could probably come out and play today in most levels of cricket. So yeah, pretty incredible. Um, pretty amazing. So yeah, that that was cool. So that was quite a good story for the cricket, I I suppose. So it was quite an entertaining game. And they raised something like eight million dollars for the Bushfire Relief, which is pretty incredible as well. So um so that was really good. So loads of the uh, banks and people like Australian banks just donated you know two hundred thousand dollars three hundred thousand dollars all this sort of stuff so um yeah it was pretty cool pretty cool day um hang on whiskey break so <coughs> what else have we got um some england cricket news we've got um Jofra archer's officially 
injured. He was carrying this kind of elbow injury for quite a while and they've realised it's actually a minor stress fracture. So he's out for probably three months. So I think they're just resting him ready for the World Cup pretty much. So um, he's probably going to get a bit of the hundreds, uh, which will be, yeah, that'll probably be about right for that. So he'll be back for the hundred in England. And then... um, I guess all the build up to the 2020 World Cup in Australia. So they they just want him fully rested and and healed up really. So he's not going to Sri Lanka same with Jimmy Anderson. So he's still carrying this rib injury. So it's a bit too soon to bring him back. So I expect Jimmy will be back for the first test in England when that when they play I think Pakistan. And then Archer's probably going to be back maybe for the second test series or I I suppose maybe 3 months from now. So March, April, May. Yeah, so they'll be they'll both be maybe back for the start of the British um cricket season. So um but I think that's good they're getting rested. There was kind of talk about oh they've over bowled Archer and all this kind of stuff, but um I don't know that they have. I mean they maybe a little bit, but if you look at the numbers from all the fast bowlers in the last twelve months, like he's kind of sitting about roughly in the middle. His number of overs were bowled at in less games, in less matches than a few of the other players. So maybe it's a slightly more concentrated period that stressed his body out a bit. But it's one of those things. If you're a fast bowler bowling at those speeds, you're going to get injuries, basically. And there's not a lot you can um, you can do about it. So you just have to kind of accept it. And it's the same with Mark Wood. I mean, he's only just come back from a massive injury. And he's probably going to, well, more likely to get injured again. But it's just how you kind of manage them and recovery and you know stuff like that so yeah it's just such a weird thing with Joffre Archer they, everyone seems to be on his back about things and he was underperforming a bit well theoretically underperforming a bit like not bowling as quick as they maybe wanted him to um, but it was because of this elbow injury basically and he can't, I think he tried to push through it which maybe he shouldn't have done but um, it's uh, and there's all this kind of snidey shit from the media just trying to it's, it's like they're trying to find a way to put barbs into the team and to unsettle the team, which is so weird. It's like they're, we've got the potential to be a really great team. And yet the press just want to constantly find negatives to report about because they think that's what people want to hear about. So they just try and make up all this bullshit and say there's discord in the team and blah, blah, blah. And supposedly some people are leaking information within the team to reporters. And, but I don't, it just seems, I don't know, just, it's annoying it just you know the press can be fucking idiots sometimes it just seems a bit um it just seems a bit weird really so oh yeah yeah i don't know anyway never mind but um we've got the 2020 series starting with south africa very soon so all these little 2020 series that are going to happen in the next six months before the world cup it's super important for all the teams because they're they're starting to figure out what their teams are going to be and and how they're going to move forward into the World Cup. So it's going to be interesting to see the teams that are getting picked because now is when they start to maybe there's going to be a few games where they play around with some different lineups and trying a few people out. But I think with the England team, they've gone through some of those games already. And now Owen Morgan, I think, has a good idea of who he wants to be in his 2020 lineup. 
So this series for South Africa is going to be interesting to see the teams he picks because I think that could be a good indication of of what the teams are going to look like. You know, obviously minus um, Joffre Archer, so he'll he'll definitely be in the team uh, for sure. And I think even Mark Wood might not play a whole lot because they want to kind of wrap him in cotton wool because they really want Wood and Archer to be coming in. Um, bowling together really in that World Cup so for sure so um, whiskey break oh, so such good whiskey um, if you want to know today I'm, I'm drinking the Balvenie Doublewood aged 17 years whiskey it's quite an expensive whiskey but I'm trying to drink a little bit less so I figured if I drink less but buy nicer whiskey I'll be spending about the same amount but drinking much nicer whiskey and not drinking as much but still spending the same amount, which is fine. So that's my theory. But this whiskey's so fucking nice, it's hard not to drink a lot of. So, um, yeah, a bit tricky, but never mind. Uh, what were we talking about? Cricket. That's enough cricket. You're probably fucking bored of cricket. Let's talk about Formula One, see if you're interested in that. Now, there's more of this barbing bullshit going on Formula One as well. Like, everyone's um, trying to report that Hamilton was, like, holding out and putting pressure on Mercedes and demanding all this money and blah, blah, blah. And, and like Toto Wolves come out and said, no, we haven't even spoken to each other in two months. Like they, they do it really well because they're around each other for like 10 months, basically pretty solidly. Um, so they, when they're on their summer break, well on their break between in the winter break, I suppose it is, but um, they just don't have, they just don't talk unless they absolutely have to. And they just go their separate ways, do their thing, live their life, chill out, recharge rejuvenate themselves and boom they're back to it so um i think it's why they're such a successful team because they know when to back away from each other and when to i don't know when to support each other and when to push and when not to and all that sort of stuff and that, that's reflected in how toto wolf as a manager of the team deals with everyone and then also i mean that just from a standpoint of team and driver but then also how all his employees within the team and I, I think it filters through everything like that and it just it goes to show because they're such a well-oiled machine in formula one and I, I honestly feel like at the moment in in any sport they're the best team in any sport at the moment i mean i don't think there's, there's no one that can really touch them i mean obviously liverpool at the moment are playing really well as a team in football um and you've got, I don't know, maybe a few others, but nothing, nothing that really stands out massively. But Mercedes' dominance in the last few years and just how they always manage to step up a level when there's pressure put on them or they have a bad race, they always come back stronger and they always, they're open to criticism. They, they really openly criticise themselves and they, they own up to mistakes, and which is the opposite of like Ferrari, for instance. They keep it all behind closed doors and don't talk about it too much. Although that's starting to change because of... Um, the current management seems to be picking up on what Mercedes are doing and, and realising it's actually quite a good way to approach things. So, um, but yeah, for Mercedes, I mean, they are really the the standout team of the last few years in any sport and they're continuing that. And um, yeah, all this stuff, again, it's like reporters trying to unsettle the team or something. It's just with all these bullshit reports and just trying to say, oh, Hamilton's, you know, demanding all this shit and he hasn't asked for anything yet. And there was actually an interesting article the other day that um, Toto Wolf was saying, and he was kind of saying money's never really an issue. It's never been a sticking point in any of the contract negotiations that he, he has with them. Um, it's always more about his freedom to promote 
the brands he wants and to live the life the way he wants to. And they give him almost complete freedom with that. Um, and I think that reflects in him as a driver and them as a team. I mean, it's, yeah, it's great. So, see, even this article here, Hamilton doesn't hold all the cards in Merck Talks. Um, it's all these bullshitty rumours. And then you've even got um, people like Red Bull and Ferrari just having little digs as well, trying to unsettle the team. It, it's, it just seems like, come on, guys, fucking... Uh, Verstappen's doing it and like uh, Christian Horner's doing it at Red Bull and all this kind of stuff so um, it seems like they know they can't beat them on race day so they have to try and get this psychological bullshit in and try and play mind games but they're I don't know Hamilton's too mentally strong as a person and Mercedes are too mentally strong as a team for that shit to really bother them so and I think they see it for what it is it's just like they, they know they're trying to get um get into their heads so yeah anyway so in formula one news we've got um some launches of uh the various cars for 2020 ferrari have unveiled their sf1000 which you can search for and see basically looks the same i mean i don't really know but they had a really extravagant reveal <laughs> like it is like, on a big stage and lights and all sorts of cool shit and um very typical Ferrari and then Mercedes just like it looks like they had it in like a hotel fucking like a conference room or something like if you look at the pictures it's like a picture kind of from above of the car and it's 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 out on like a little grey carpet thing that they've put out to put the car on but then outside of that it's in it's there's this like real tacky like hotel carpet and it looks awful like it just it really does look like they've just gone into like conference room b of some mediocre hotel and just had the launch there it's just it's really weird um but i guess maybe that's another i don't know good representation of the team that they're just like no we don't need to be all fancy and waste loads of money on some big launch event because it's just the fucking car i mean it's like you know <laughs> so they're just like here it is and then um yeah mercedes i mean ferrari doing this like dramatic reveal with lasers and lights and all this kind of cool shit and it's like well yeah well done guys but is the car actually going to win anything you know can you actually sort your shit out so i don't know it's um it's a very interesting psychologically speaking to see how the two teams have released or have kind of announced their car um but yeah see if you can find uh the pictures if you just search new mercedes 2020 car formula one car unveiling or something you'll see what i mean by the uh the funny like pictures <laughs> it's um yeah it's just so, it's so weird the location of it it's just like in some hotel-y house thing or something it's um yeah, it's funny. And um, yeah, it's just really amusingly low-key. But anyway, uh, and also there's this really funny article from Drive Tribe saying, Mercedes reveal shock new livery thanks to Ineos title sponsor. But all it is, it's a little flash of red on the air intake and a little flash of red on the wing of the car. <laughs> it's like, it's not really very different. I don't know if they're being ironic or sarcastic in their, in their headline, but... Um, but it's kind of cool, a little flick of red. And actually, they've um, because of the passing of Nicky Lauda last year, they um, when when he when he passed away, on the side of the car, there's all these like Mercedes, um, you know, the Mercedes logo in terms of the little pointy star thing, and um, they're all white normally on the car, but one of them they made red in 
memory of Nicky Lauda, who always wore his red cap. Um, and they're keeping that on there um, for this year, which is a really nice little touch. So, um, so, uh, so that's good. And this article was like, oh, they're moving away from the silver grey fade and green lines. Uh, I don't know why they say that because it's exactly the, it's almost exactly the fucking same as the as the last year's car. It's just got a little bit of touch of red on it in a couple of places. So it's just fucking stupid. It's all this like clickbaity bullshit, and they just want you to click on this thing and they just talk about nothing. It's just fucking pointless. But. Um, What's this? Martin Brundle can't understand Instagram-driven F1. He doesn't understand how they can be, how drivers can be rivals on track but best friends on Instagram. I don't know. I mean, if you look at um, the new kids on the block like Lando Norris, Alex Albon and George Russell, all three supremely talented drivers, like, you know, all three could potentially be world champions. They're that good. Um but they're really good friends and they're quite good friends on Instagram and all this stuff. Same with Lewis Hamilton and stuff. And I guess, um, Martin Brundle doesn't understand it, but he's a bit old. So maybe he doesn't quite understand the whole Instagram thing. But for me with that sort of stuff, I mean, you can be rivals on the track, but as soon as you're off the track, it, that's, you know, there's no reason why you can't be cordial and can't be friends, you know? So it's the same with cricket. Like, when you cross that white line onto the field, like it gets really competitive and full on. But then once you come off that, I mean, cricket's notorious for it. You, you finish the game and you go and chill out in the other guy's dressing room and have a few beers with him and have a chat and get to know him. And it's a real big thing. And because all these players play in multiple sports, not multiple sports, multiple um, tournaments and stuff, they all end up playing together anyway. So it seems stupid to have all these rivalries. And I think with Formula One, it's similar. It's like, what's the point in being all negative and bitchy about people i mean yeah you might have a few things happen in the race and you're going to be a bit, a bit pissed off potentially but then it kind of settles down and i think people like lewis hamilton is very chilled out after when he's not on track and maybe that filters down through some of the um lower down teams and the other drivers they kind of pick up on that mentality maybe and i mean leclerc on track, same with, I mean, Leclerc on track's really feisty, but off track he seems quite chilled out and just very critical of himself and always trying to improve, but never too critical of other people. And Verstappen isn't quite like that. He's just feisty everywhere, I think. But maybe that's the sort of mentality you need to win world championships. But Lewis manages to do it, and he's not a complete bastard. So you know, he seems like a really nice guy. So, um, yeah, anyway. I don't know, I'm waffling. So yeah, so you can look at the various cars that have been released for Formula 1. I mean, there's not a lot to really see, really. It's just a picture of a car, so you can't really tell how good they're going to be until they get into their winter testing. There's no real way to know how good they are or who's going to be quickest. And to be honest, excuse me, another burp. This year, um, they don't really... Um, there's not a huge jump in rules or stuff like that so it's all going to be quite small incremental changes and i mean i've talked about i don't really agree with constantly changing these rules but because it just puts the lower down teams at a disadvantage because it lets the higher up teams with more money invest more initially and have a bigger lead and then it normally takes the small the lower down teams a few years to catch up and then by the time they've caught up they change the fucking rules again so but i think this time they might have cracked it with the ground effect downforce and the 
change in tyres and all this sort of stuff. So hopefully they just lock those rules off for a while. Um, they're talking about locking engine development off as well once there's kind of parity in power. Um, so in, all in an aid to save money and costs and stuff. So we'll see what happens. But, I mean, it's still going to be great. I mean, I fucking love it all. So even if it gets a bit boring sometimes, I still like it. So, um yeah, so there we go. So there's that. What else is happening in the world of sport? Um, I'll just click the sport tab and see what comes up. I'm going to have some more whiskey. Um, Marcus Stoinis hasn't been selected for the um, cricket, Australian cricket team to play 2020 at the moment which seems a bit odd because he's clearly the best player in the form at the moment it's really weird with him I think there's some someone higher up has got an issue with him and not picking him for that reason which to me just is bollocks you shouldn't do that so um, yeah anyway uh, what other sporting have we got some UFC happened um, there was a bit of controversy with um, the Reyes fight with um, John Jones um it was, it was an interesting one. I mean, a lot of people reckon Reyes won it. Um, everyone agreed that they both won two rounds, and the third round essentially was the, you know, the, I don't know, the one that was a bit controversial, and maybe that could have gone either way. So a 3-2 either way was kind of where it should have been, maybe, and there was understanding that it could have gone either way, really. But one of the judges had it 4-1 to John Jones, which everyone was just couldn't believe it. It's like he wasn't watching the fight. So that's a bit been a bit controversial and caused a few disagreements within the world of UFC and MMA and all that sort of shit. So um, if you go and listen to Blow the Bell, Brendan Sharp breaks it down pretty nicely. Um as always, so he's a great commentator on, on the sport. So, um, so if you want to know more about it, you can check him out. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it's a interesting. It was a good fight. I mean, really, well, I don't know. Maybe Reyes just got it, but because of where it was, and I don't know. Maybe John James's name, maybe that got him through and got him that third round, essentially. So, it's yeah, tricky one, tricky one to figure out, really. So. Um, yeah, anyway. Anyway, uh, what else have we got going on? Let's have a look. Uh, cars. Oh, what's going on in the world? Lots of um, hybrid cars are coming out. Um, this is 60th anniversary Mini Cooper. I used to have a 40th anniversary original. How cool is that? My mine was much fucking cooler. Um, Kia Sorento. Looks kind of cool, but it's like a render and they never look the same. So what's the point in fucking showing that? Um, oh, fuck knows. You probably don't want to hear about cars. I might do some, maybe wrap that up and then we'll talk tech news in a couple of days. There's some interesting tech stuff happening. There's some um, interesting um, stuff coming up for Apple. Like they think there's going to be quite a few newly released products so potentially a new ipad pro um you've got a potential release of an iphone se2 which is like a cheaper iphone i think apple want to kind of corner that cheaper smartphone market um and then new computers potentially coming out like there's potential 13 inch macbook pros and a macbook air incremental upgrades for 
processors potentially coming out, um, maybe a bump in the iMac processor or even a completely new iMac being released. Maybe, we'll see. Um, I think the iMac Pro is going to get ditched because now the Mac Pro has come out. Um, and they're, they're just going to get rid of it. And then it's probably going to be, there'll be something in between the current iMac and the iMac Pro and it will become the new iMac in terms of performance. But the look of it, we'll see. They might rejig it. My prediction is they're going to, if you've seen the new Mac Pro and the new XDR um, Apple display, they've got this quite distinctive new look and feel. Um, I think they're going to roll that through into the iMac as well, potentially. Um so it'll be interesting to see if they do that. I don't know. It would look very cool if they did. But then there's also rumor of like an all like glass bended folded sort of iMac thing, which looks pretty fucking sweet. So, um, but I don't think they're there yet in terms of technology and stuff to be able to have something that looks that cool. Like it's going to need a little box part of it somewhere with all the gubbins in it. So um, until they go over to their the Apple only chips. They, which they said that they could potentially make a pretty decent iMac doing using those. Um, I don't see how they're going to be able to do that, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, there's already. I mean, the new iPhone is more powerful than um, most of the MacBooks and the MacBook Pro, apart from maybe the higher spec one. So, and that's a fucking iPhone. So if you just get all those gubbins, put four of them in a computer or something like that, and then a different graphics card and fucking sorted. It's going to be great. So, yeah, anyway, I'm waffling, all tech gadgetry and stuff. So um, I'm just seeing what other little um, things. We've got a cyclone warning coming in from the sort of northeastern Australian coast. So if you're up there, watch out. We've had a shitload of rain in Sydney, which has put out almost all the bushfires, so that's really good. Um, we've also, um, something like they had like nine months of rain in like less than a week. It's fucking mental. Uh, so hopefully it also means water restrictions are a bit more, um, uh, well, they're eased off a bit. So it might mean I can actually wash my car, which would be really nice. Um, let us see what is going on. Oh, look, there's an England have announced their test squad. Let's go. We may as well end it on cricket as we started on cricket. So um, we've got the test coming up in Sri Lanka quite soon. We've got three T20s, which is the first one starts tonight, in fact. Um, and in terms of the test squad that are going to Sri Lanka, and we've got the first test, which happens in Gaul on the 19th to the 23rd of March, and the second test on the 27th to the 31st. And it's just a two-test series, I think. It seems a bit weird because we were there like a year ago, so I don't know why we've gone back there again. So I don't know. But we've recalled Keaton Jennings and wicketkeeper Ben Folks, And I think Ben Folks should actually be our wicketkeeper moving forward. I love Joss Butler. Um... But I think maybe there's place for him as just a batsman. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm not quite sure where you'd put him. But um, I don't know. Or maybe you just... Oh, I don't know. It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. So, But Ben Folks is basically one of the best wicketkeepers on the, in the world at the moment. So he really needs to be playing international cricket. So um, let's just read the statement. Oh, let's go through the team. So the England squad is Joe Root, captain, Keaton Jennings, who's come back in for the team because he plays spin well, supposedly. I don't quite agree with that selection, but <coughs> never mind. 
Uh, you've got Joe Denley, Ben Stokes, Don Bess, who's a spinner. You've got Zach Crawley, uh, Sam Curran, Ollie Pope, who's a new kind of wonder kid batsman. Uh, you've got Jack Leach, who's come back from being sick and he's doing okay now so he's, he's going to be in the squad you've got Josh Butler Dominic Sibley who's um, been opening really well uh, Stuart Broad Ben Folks, who's a wicket keeper who's been brought in you've got Chris Wokes you've got Matthew Parkinson who I don't know too much about I assume he's a bowler and you've got Mark Wood um, who's uh, still doing well so he's still fit and raring to go so that's going to be good um, so it should be an interesting test series it'll be difficult it's always difficult to win there but we've brought we're bringing quite a few spinners with us so um moan alley isn't ready to play test cricket again yet so hopefully he'll be back for the um the british season maybe and he can start integrating himself back into the test squad if he wants to i don't know um he's taken a break from international cricket which is i think done him actually quite a lot of good so hopefully we'll see him back on the team though because he's a great player so um yeah so there we go i think that's it i've waffled more than enough um thanks for tuning in um share with your mates let people know um we'll hopefully get a few guests on soon um the unicorn should hopefully be back soon she's on holidays at the moment but she'll be back towards the end of the month so we'll we'll schedule one in then um and then we've we've got a few other people wanting to come on um we're friends of the unicorn so we'll, we'll probably get those cracking and back up and running regularly again soon um if you want to check out my youtube cooking show that i've been doing you can head over to youtube and just search timmy foodie that's foodie with a y um and you can see some of my videos up on there i'm still trying to kind of figure out a i don't know, i'm trying to figure out the structure for it of how and like how long i should make them whether i should make them like instructional or just a bit fun and silly just cooking cool stuff or like actual recipes you can follow or I, i'm not quite sure how to do it yet and also the angles and at the moment i've just kind of got it focusing down on the food like the chopping board and the I cook with so so you can't really see me and some people are saying oh we want to see you but it's like well it's hard to actually get an angle with one camera to be able to see what's going on when I'm cooking and also to see me in the frame so I'm playing around with a few different options on that at the moment so um, I'm also a bit scuppered by the fact that I've got a really slow computer for video editing so I've got a little MacBook Air which is fine for everyday use like it's it's like a 2000 13 or 14 model so it's 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 well due an upgrade but um it's been fine for everything i've been using it for but the um now i'm editing more it's proving a bit of a problem and it's not i mean it's fine it just takes time to render and it's like fuck when when you when i'm trying to fit in a few videos a week and then podcasting and all this shit like waiting around for rendering to happen it's sort of i don't know and it's, it slows the computer down while I'm trying to edit. And so I don't know. It's a tricky one. So I'm going to be upgrading soon. What I upgrade to, I have no fucking idea. So I'm kind of want to wait to see what happens with Apple in the next month or so to see if anything's rumoured or is going to come out. Because I think that at the moment it's a bit of a risky time to be buying stuff because they could upgrade something soon. So I don't want to get something and then they upgrade it like a week later. Because that happened, I think, with my MacBook Air, actually. It was really annoying. Uh, but never mind. Um, so, yes, there we go. 
Um, cheers for tuning in. And we'll be back in a couple of days. And I've got a big load of tech stuff to talk about. So we can tune in for our tech show. And that's probably going to go up on Friday, I think, because um, I've got a few things going on in the next couple of days. So, yeah, we'll have that up on Friday. And then we'll see if we can get a guest on soon and have a few drinks. So, excellent. Cheers for tuning in, everyone. That was Harmonic Whiskey Tales. And we'll be back soon.